Welcome back to the Golf Club, the great golf podcast here on ESPN Chicago. And I'm pleased to be joined by the women's women's British Open champion, Sophia Popov. Sophia, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Sophia, I happened to stumble upon, I was, I'm a huge golf fan, and I turned on the coverage on the Golf Channel for Sunday morning of the final round. I have to admit, I didn't know much about your game, but, boy, you were amazing on that Sunday. Take, before we get to your, your story, Sophia, take me through uh, that Sunday round because you hit every clutch shot you needed to hit. So, yeah, it was um, a little surreal. Yesterday I actually watched uh, the coverage for the first time uh, after coming home, and it was, it was very interesting. I think, you know, I obviously started off with a bogey, um, a bogey that I didn't think was a bad bogey. It was just like I hit, a, I hit one of the fairway bunkers, and you just can't do that at Royal Troon. And, you know, I had to hit out sideways, and I actually left myself a good, like, look at a par pot, and I just didn't, I barely didn't make that. So I made bogey on one, and then, but I knew with that iron that I hit into the green, like, that was a really good iron shot, so I knew my swing was there, everything was fine, and, um, you know, I, I uh, on number two and three, I made birdies uh, just because I think my attitude was really positive, just knowing that I was able to execute the shots that I wanted to. And I think after those two holes, I was very, very confident. You know, even when I hit shots that weren't perfect, you know, I almost got a little bit frustrated, which was like crazy because they were only like, you know, 15 feet away. But I was just excited expecting a lot I think out of my ironing game and that really calmed me down because I knew the worst I was I was going to do was you know putting giving myself 30 35 footers and uh so it was very comfortable uh which was weird I was nervous but I was comfortable <laughs> yeah it, it it showed I mean you were I know you're saying you're nervous but you definitely hit all the big shots and Sophia, I, I wouldn't be doing this interview justice if we didn't do your backstory and I think I couldn't tell it as well as you could tell it yourself so just tell our fans just about your crazy story, what you were doing a couple weeks before you won the Open Championship, and just uh, how amazing, I guess you could say a turnaround, I don't know what you want to say, but just tell, tell us the fans about your backstory. Yeah, you know, um, it was, it, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind of a, like four weeks or so, just because, you know, when the pandemic hit, um, we were all kind of stuck at home, and we're all trying to figure out where we can play, and I played some mini tour events um, here in Arizona, and I, I played really well. So I knew my, my golf game was in, in good shape. But then, you know, I went and um, I, I started playing on Symmetra again when the when then basically our quarantine was over and we started up again. Um, and I happened to get into the Marathon Classic um, as basically the number one on the priority list of Symmetra Tour. And um, I... The week before that, uh, I just had an off week, and I happened to be in Ohio. And and then then my best friend, she asked me, or I actually offered to caddy for her because I said I'm in the area, I have nothing to do, so would you want to caddy? And she said, you know, I'd love that, and it would be really fun. And we had a blast that week, and it was really cool for me to just see, um, especially a player of her caliber, um, you know, play. Uh, play an LPGA event and be there and make decisions with her. And I think it really helped me going into the following week at Marathon um, just to basically strategize my way around the course and have and play with a little bit more of a caddy perspective. And I think um, it was just weird because it's surreal because like that week I, you know, I had my top 10 and I qualified for the British Open and 
it was just kind of going from playing Symmetra to caddying to qualifying for British. And then the following week, I went back to Arizona to play a Symmetra Tour event the week before the British because essentially my focus was still on Symmetra just because of finish, wanting to finish top five in the money list and getting my LPGA status back. And then, you know, I flew from Phoenix on Tuesday or Monday, and I got into Glasgow on Tuesday, played one practice round on Wednesday, and just, you know, I, I, I kind of was riding that wave of just good golf and confidence that I had taken from the, the previous four or five weeks and the fun I had really just with Anne and then the following week by just playing by myself. And, um, you know, it was it was just fun. We had a great time. I really got to take in the everything at the chorus at Troon and um, I think I just really enjoyed myself and that um, was a key factor in, in the success in the end. You know, amazing story, Sophia, and I mean, you just don't often hear of a golfer who wins a major champion, especially the Open Championship, three weeks, two weeks before was caddying for someone, you know, and it's yeah. it's amazing and it's, it's you should be, I mean, incredibly proud of, of what you've been through, your story, you know, who knows, someday it might be a movie, um, <laughs> but uh, amazing, and I, I want to ask you about eight, the 18th green, because uh, the emotions finally let out after after you knew you had won i think you you put up uh your putt was real close to the hole and you marked it and you're waiting for the other uh minji lee to putt out but what what was going through your mind once you knew i know you got real emotional what was going through your mind once you knew that you had pulled this off and you had won the open championship yeah i think you know at that point it really hit me just because i knew okay no matter how many tears we're gonna you know how, how many tears are gonna drop i'm still gonna like make that little putt and I think that's why all the emotion, I think that built up over the last six years since I turned pro, just all came out because, um, you know, I know maybe a lot of people had read about it, but it was just health wise. I, it was a roller coaster. I just, you know, I had my Lyme disease diagnosis, uh, three years ago and, um, it was a struggle to even get to that diagnosis. And then after that, trying to get back to, the health, like the, the physical and mental state that I had before turning pro was really, really hard. It was just such, such a rocky road and um, so many ups and downs and, you know, had a little bit of success here. And then I, you know, that then I struggled again for a couple months. And, 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 and I think just emotionally that was so draining. And I think it just built up to that moment where finally everything came together for me and I, I, I knew I was able to, to, to win a tournament like that, but I just, you know, the belief had been, you know, I lost my belief for a couple of years there just because I never knew if I could actually physically get to the point where I had to be. And then after I physically got back, my mental game just wasn't there. And so putting it all together, and, you know, it's, it's kind of like <laughs> my whole life, or not my whole life, but those six, seven years were just like, quickly flashed by in my head and I just had to think back to all the hardships and every every time I had the conversation with my mom about should I sign up for this internship should I apply for my master's you know should I quit and you know we've had that conversation five or six times and I think that's why it was just so emotional for me when I finally was able to you know break through and just that disbelief that that moment had just come I think that that was you know where it all came together for me and the emotions just like I couldn't hold it up anymore and 
Um, it was just a, it was a really, really nice moment for me to enjoy just with my boyfriend because we had been through all of it together. And um, I think, you know, it's, it's crazy because it just makes me emotional just thinking about that. But um, I think it was nice to just for us to just have that moment before I actually make that pot and then things get a little bit crazy. So I think that's, that's why it came right at that, at that moment. Wow. I mean, you just gave me chills thinking about all you've been through and that's an amazing answer, Sophia. And before I let you go, I wanted to ask you about since that moment, I reached out to your college coach originally, then I got in touch with your agency and they said like, it's been a whirlwind, you know, for you. So we, we set this interview up this week. What has it been like for you these last two weeks since, since you won the championship? Yeah, it's been crazy. You know, it's, it's unlike anything that I've experienced before. And, and, you know, I've had little media since here and there, but it's, it's on a whole new level. And, um, also the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Germ or I grew up in Germany, but I'm also, I spent a lot of time in the States, you know, so it's coming, coming from both sides and, um, it's so, it, it's a, it's a really nice feeling and, and it's, it's, it's amazing just to see how many people are reaching out. And at the same time, you're kind of like, I just want to be home with my family and, and really take it all in and enjoy it. And, you know, back my college coach was the first, she was the first person I talked to and I. And she said that to me. She said, Sophia, these next three or four days are just going to be crazy, and, and, and you've probably never experienced anything like it. And I just want you to know, you know, just make, make, be aware of that and make sure you really take it all in. And, and, and when you're home, shut your phone off and, and just enjoy the time with your family. And, you know, I was able to do that. And, but, of course, you know, um, I'm, I'm happy to, to do a lot of the media stuff because, that's part of it. That's part of the, the win. And, and it doesn't happen all the time. So you kind of have to take that part into, and, um, yeah, it's been a little bit crazy, but, uh, at the same time, you know, I guess, I guess that's what I studied in school. So <laughs> it makes it a little bit easier for me. <laughs> what was your major? I was a communication major and a sports media minor. Oh, beautiful. Okay. You can yeah. be in our industry any day then. Um, so yeah. what, what was the coolest text? or call you received from someone you didn't um, expect? I know you probably got tons of calls from your family and friends, but was there some like, whoa, how did this person even have my number? Um, yeah, that, okay, so I've had a couple of those, I think from, uh, but, uh, but more via social media, so like in, in direct messaging okay. um, from, from, you know, uh, really high profile players on the men's tour where I was like, what is going on? Like this? <laughs> I'm a huge fan and how's uh-huh. this person messaging me right now? And then, but I think, you know, the most, actually the most emotional one for me was, um, a physio that I had worked with, um, a while ago, he sent me this really long text about how he knew I was going to get to this point and just, you know, um, that it was, he was, when he was watching, he got very emotional and, um, it was, I think that I can't really quite put into words what he wrote exactly. It was just like a long kind of very heartfelt message. And, and that just made me like start crying. And I think it came a little bit out of nowhere for me. And so I've, I've had a couple of those where people have reached out from, from, you know, a couple of years ago, the ones that know that have worked with me closely through all my health issues. And I think that um, those people know exactly what I had been through and therefore it made it, you know, those, those were the most emotional texts I think I got, um, since winning. And 
I think for me, honestly, with this win, that's been almost the most satisfying part of it. Uh, just to be able to celebrate with all the people that have been through this with me and that have experienced it um, firsthand. I think that was the, the best part of it. Well, Sophia, amazing story. I really appreciate you taking the time to join us today in the golf club, and I'll be rooting for you going forward because uh, that Sunday morning was it was awesome watching you finish that that championship. So congratulations again, Sophia Popoff, and thanks for joining Thank us you. on the golf club. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me again. All right, Carmen, it's time. I'm with Carmen DeFalco. It's time now to break down the tour championship. A couple years ago, Carm, Tiger Woods oh. shocked the world, won the tour championship. And Justin Rose won $10 million. Last year, uh, it was Justin Thomas who had the lead going into Tour Championship. Remember, they do it differently now. It's minus 10 to start with, and then second place is minus 8, third place minus 7. And then I do believe Rory McIlroy ended up winning the money last year. He so, did. Rory's, Rory has won twice. He Rory beat, has won twice, and Tiger has won twice. the three-time winner. Right, right? Yeah. exactly. And congratulations to Rory. He just had a baby girl. Yes. Uh, so, Carm, Dustin Johnson starts off at minus 10. Uh, John Rahm starts minus eight. Justin Thomas minus seven. I guess most places are letting you bet this a couple ways, right? Right. Because the smart money here with the two shot lead and the way he's played the last couple weeks is DJ, and he's in, you know, he's not even two to one. Merck. You right. go then to John Rahm, who's two strokes back at three to one. JT's five to one. He's three shots back at minus seven. Merck was uh, Merck was explaining that staggered system. They they call it. I can't remember the technical golf term for it, but they, they they've got a, a term for that. Um, and I mean. I, I think, like I said, most places kind of let you bet bet it both ways, just like straight up and then with right. the way they're starting the scoring. So if, if you're betting it without the if the enhanced scoring system, right. then John Rahm is your favorite at 6.5 to 1 go. going this See. week. John Rahm is on fire, right? He's on fire. The other way, obviously, DJ with the two, with the two-shot lead because right. of the betting favorite. John Rahm's been great. I mean, he, like, he's incredible. I he mean, is. he really is. He and is. The show he and DJ put on here last week on Sunday and what happened on 18, uh, you know, within about a 30-minute window was – that's that that was remarkable. That's Mark. the I mean, first time I missed fans. Yeah, that's probably a good call. Yeah. Like, I mean, can DJ's, you imagine? DJ's putt – I mean, John Rahm's putt was great too, but DJ's putt, a 43-putt downhill over that ridge – and he just, I mean... Double breaker? Yeah, and the, the speed was correct. I don't think that ball would have gone much further past the pin. And it just, it center cut. I mean, it was just such a great putt. And then for Rom to do it from 20 feet farther, 30 minutes later, uh-huh. is even more. I mean, it's, yeah. it's in, it was insanity. Right. I mean, I mean, can you imagine what the gallery would have done? You're right. After you get kicked in the stomach oh. thinking that you've won the tournament, there's no way DJ makes his putt, and he makes it. So it was it was uh, great. It, it was best ratings, I think, for the final round of the BMW since 2012. Mm-hmm. So people were into it. That's great, and they are, you know, two of the bigger names on tour, obviously. But both of them right now are just they're they're playing. You know, for a month ago, six weeks ago, we were on here with Abdallah, and we were talking about what the hell's wrong with DJ and his back, and he's making a ten on a hole. You know, and yep. it's like, wow, has he figured some things out? Maybe yep. he just does feel better. But you've always said it when he's into it. Yeah. DJ's yeah. DJ's probably better than anybody his, out his there right A-game, now. His A game outside of Tiger. Is I mean when his A game is on, there's just he's probably unbeatable, yeah. right? Like when he's yeah. truly right in that mode, you know. Right. Rom's getting there too, though. Yeah, he's impressive at 25. John yep. Rom's impressive, and it's amazing. I think they showed the stat for the first 30 something holes. He was like I want to say five over, and then you probably could have oh, got yeah. you probably could have got him like a 20 to 31 at that point. Crazy, and then he finished what nine nine yeah. under the rest of the way. It's so, crazy, yeah. man. He's so, playing great right yeah. now. 
And, you know, he's he's more level-headed now. He doesn't go nuts after he has a bad bad shot. Yeah, yeah. Because that's his thing. I mean, like, he's he's kind of the guy who – he's the poker player on tilt sometimes. You right. Oh, and it gets away from right. him. But he seems like he's harnessing that. And if right. he does, forget it. Sky's the limit, right? I mean, he's that good. He's got all the game in the world. Yep. So, Carm, which, which way do you want to do with the betting here? you want to go off the, the enhanced system or do you just want to do straight up Boy, I think it's, you know, like with the enhanced system, I think it's awfully hard. Right? Like, I'm looking at a guy like Daniel Berger. Daniel Berger's played great. Right? He has. He's 28-1. to 1. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I'd love to get Daniel Berger at 28-1 to 1 right, right now, but he starts the tournament six shots back. Yeah, that's tough. I think it's a tough way to make, tough. to make the wagers, right? That's tough. I it, agree with you. I what's with you. Berger straight up odds, Merck? Do you know? I have it right here. Daniel Berger... Straight up odds is twenty five to one. See, so it's a little bit better. Yeah. It's actually not that big of a disparity. You'd probably mm-hmm. go from maybe even just say roll the dice with the long. I don't know. That's tough. You know, I I kind of like Xander too this weekend. I, mean, I love Xander. This love week. Xander yeah. hits a lot of you know like he won he won a lot of his, greens his rookie year. He yeah. won the Tour yep. Championship. I, I like Xander and Xander's odds are a little bit longer. Probably better than you're normally going to get with this kind of field. So right. I like Xander this weekend a little bit too to make some noise. All right, I'm going to give you a crazy pick here. Okay. And the last two weeks, I don't think I can't remember this ever happening on the tour. The tour had someone who was thirty under par. That just does not happen yes. very often. Okay. Then the following week, they had a guy who was thirty over par. Mark Leishman was thirty over par. I think he had four birdies the entire week. Oof. Played his final round, I think, in two hours. I'm gonna bet Mark Leishman not not to win uh, the tournament with you know he has no chance. He's he starts off eight strokes, I think, or nine right. strokes off the lead. So there's no chance for him to win that. So you can't bet him that way, but right. you're going to bet. Just- I'm going to bet him on a couple things. I'm going to bet him to win, uh, to lead up to the first round. All right. Okay. I like that bet. And I'm going to bet him to win the tournament just without the odds. Okay. Without the adjusted scoring. Without, without the adjusted yeah. scoring, yes. And I'm trying to find what he is right here. but um, Boy, I like Leishman to lead after round one. Mark Leishman to lead after round one is 66-1. to one. That's not Pretty bad. Good. Not bad. Are you That's kidding? not bad. You still owe us um, lunch. Yeah, I do. Yeah. From your the last time you you you, you hit a winner like and that. And Mark Leishman, the win the tournament is 150 to 1. Wow. That's without the enhanced scoring. So I'm going to go Mark Leishman at 150 to 1 to win the tournament. And I'm going to bet him first round at 66 to 1. I'm going to bet Rory at 10 to 1. Yeah. He he played well for two rounds last week and then kind of well, fell apart. Why can't Rory put together four rounds anymore? I don't know. Maybe he was thinking about his that daughter. His baby. Yeah. Maybe he's, you know, he had a baby on the way. Yep. So those two, I'm going to go. I'm going to bet five guys. Those two, I'm betting Tony Finau at 16 to 1. I'm, I like the Tony Finau bet. I'm totally with you on yep. that. I, I like Finau. I like Xander probably Tony more than had a great had a great final round. Yes. I like uh, both of those. And I'm going to bet Patrick Reed at 28 to 1. And here's my guy I kind of like. Young guy, young gun, Victor Hovland, who's playing yes. really well at 33 to 1. I'm going to put a lot of money on Victor Hovland. Victor those are Hovland, my five guys. Rookie of the year? Uh, it's him or Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler's been awfully good. Scotty Scheffler's got a 59. Yeah, and that he's, helps. And he, and he played in the final pairing in, at the uh, PGA Championship. That helps. And he was at the final. Uh, with Dustin when he shot 30 under. Maybe so, it is Scottish. Yeah, it could be. Actually, it was Harris, Harris English in the final pairing with him. But anyways, uh, th- those are those are the five guys I'm going to probably end up taking. Uh, good bets. Good bets all, all the way around. I like Fino. I like Xander uh, probably more than anybody else this weekend. So I'm with you there. If you're going to if you're looking to bet it the way they're going to start the scoring, you know, Rom, I, to me it might be a little if, boy, Rom just two shots back the way he's playing right now. Um, maybe a little fuel going in after the way he won Sunday, you know. He's just playing great. I mean, he absolutely annihilates the ball. 
He's playing really well. So now you're well, not getting good odds. You're only getting right. three to one. But. So I think if if I'm betting the way it's done currently, Carm, I might. Uh, he's only three strokes off the lead. I might go Justin Thomas. JT. Yeah, just because what happened last year, he's starting to play a little better. Didn't have a great Sunday last he week. He did not have a good Sunday. You're right. Uh, he's got bones on his back for one more bones. week. I love bones on my back. That's true. Yes. So do I. But uh, this is this is. It's kind of it for the right. Means. Uh, two weeks you got the U.S. Open, uh, and then, then a couple weeks we have the Open. Yeah, and then and then we have nothing until the Masters, or and out. then uh, you're a, more of an expert on this than I. Yeah, I don't think there's anything until November then for the Masters, right? Right. Well, so that gives them like a, a good break in because this is normally the end of the season, right? But then they start up right away after the, that, right? Right. So I don't know how they're adjusting yeah. the schedule. You know, they'll play the Open at where they're going to Wingfoot, I think. Wingfoot, right? Wingfoot yes. in a couple of weeks. Yes. And then, boy, they got some great courses here. In the fall, we'll be watching major championship golf at Wingfoot and at Augusta. It's going to be fun. But by, it's by the crazy. way, did you see the? And it got a lot of exposure the last couple of days. Did you see the tweet from Phil Mickelson the, about Tiger? Yes, yes, I did. What do you make anything of that, or, or no? I don't know. I wondered, like, is you know, Phil's Phil's goofy. Did Phil lose a bet? You know, that my first reaction was Phil lost a bet. So if if anyone doesn't know what it, it says, Phil Mickelson. Uh, Dear Tiger, thank you for all you've done for this great game of golf. No one has benefited more than me, and I just want you to know I appreciate you and all you've done. That's all. Thank you. Like My guess is, my reaction was, Phil, he's a huge gambler. Uh, My guess was he lost the bet either to Tiger Mm -hmm. or to somebody else, and that's what he had to do. You know what I mean? Like, Can you imagine he and Tiger... I don't know if they were playing golf together, if they were betting some sport, whatever. Whatever the bet was, and Tiger said, you've got to tweet this yeah. if I beat you. Yeah. Like, it's can, great. Right? I mean, yeah. could you see that kind yeah. of being like why Phil did it? I, right. I totally could. Right. So I don't know. It was, it was pretty wild. By the way, and a shout-out to Phil Mickelson, whose first event on the Champions Tour just dominated. Well, uh, he's going to. I mean, I was. I have, those guys have no chance. When I was, was watching there. some of the coverage in the final day, and he was driving the ball like 60 it's yards past than what these guys do. They have to be. Like, it's it's. It's good and it's bad, right? It adds purse money. It's good for them. It's exposure. But they also have to be like, well, we have no shot no with shot. Phil playing. In the, right. Like, would Furyk and Phil start playing yep. regularly in these tournaments? Yep. These guys have no shot. Yep. <laughs> I mean, but the funny thing is, like, Davis Love has been on that tour for two or three years. I don't think he's won a thing yet. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but Davis, Davis, look, I like Davis. Uh-huh. He's not Phil or Furyk. No, that's true. Right? Yeah, he's top, probably top 10 earnings, though, in PGA Tour yeah. history. Yeah. Played in a good era. Was yeah. consistent for a long yeah. time. But all right. So, so who all are right. you going with, real quickly again? Uh, I love your Finau. I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. I like Xander Shoffley uh, a whole heck of a lot. And uh, those are my two favorites. Um, I kind of, I kind of like what you're thinking with Victor Hovland this weekend too, a little bit. So yeah, he's he's a he's a you're great the master, player. Mark. No, no, I'm far from the master. the master. All right, that's going to wrap up the golf club. Carbon, thanks as always for uh, participating. Right, enjoy it. Enjoy the tour. Hope game. you enjoy it and hit them straight. Thanks, guys.